This is the History of Podcast. I'm Robert. And I'm Emma. And today we will be talking about the history of the United States Independence Day. Yes. And something we need to get out of uh, out of the way right at the beginning is the egg carton count. And today's egg carton count is... Nine. Yep. Still nine. We don't eat as much egg cartons as we used to. Plus, we're doing this... We, we don't eat as much egg cartons... We ate, we stocked up on egg cartons beforehand, and uh, now, yeah, we're just catching up now. And, uh, but also, we recently got a uh, sound improvement. Uh, we have two mics now instead of one. Emma's still laughing from her flub. Uh, we're keeping this in. I'm telling him to re-record, but all Nope, right. nope, we're not. And, uh, yeah, two mics instead of one. Uh, mic stands and an audio interface, uh, so very excited about that hopefully you notice an improvement in the sound and oh yes our last thing before we get into the show is i would like to take a moment to promote our youtube channel uh it's not had the same popularity as our regular podcast has so please check that out give it some love yes anyway getting into u.s independence day july 4th i can see why america chose to celebrate on july 4th because that was the date that the Declaration of Independence was officially adopted. However, there are some other dates in the American Revolution, like September 5th, uh, 1774. That date marks when the First Continental Congress assembled. There's also September 3rd, 1783, which marks the ending of the American Revolutionary War with the Treaty of Paris. Uh, With this treaty, Great Britain officially recognized the U.S. as an independent nation. But... They didn't really care what Great Britain thought whenever they signed the uh, Declaration of Independence. America knew on July 4th, 1776, that they would win their independence. Seven years before the end of the war. Sorry, Brits. Historians, please don't come after me for mind-reading early Americans. Also, with those other dates, I guess it would be kind of weird if Independence Day was on the same day as Labor Day. This is true. And... I have a direct quote from the second president, John Adams, about how to celebrate the 4th of July. In a letter to his wife, Abigail, Adams discussed the celebration of Independence Day, saying, It ought to be celebrated by pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other. Also, John Adams believed that Independence Day should not be celebrated on July 4th, but the 2nd. The reason for that is, although the final draft of the Declaration of Independence had been adopted on July 4th, Congress officially voted for independence on the 2nd. I can see where Adams is coming from, but I think he held onto it for way too long and made a big stink about it. And get this, not until 1941 was July 4th, Independence Day, named a federal holiday. Now, it seems to be a universal idea at least among Americans, of what is in the book of staple traditions, such as fireworks, barbecues, and, of course, parades. Several of the traditions and celebrations Americans hold on Independence Day originated with the celebration of the King's birthday back in England during the uh, early days of America. Such original celebrations included bonfires and speech-giving, but when they were done in the name of American independence, these celebrations were more rebellious, mocking the king uh, with a symbolic funeral. Many of these traditions have actually stuck since, 
and are now staples of July 4th celebration. The first use of fireworks to celebrate was actually in 1777, the very next year after the official independence. I believe it was in Philadelphia. Yeah, I believe that the first the first celebration with fireworks was in Philadelphia the year after. For Independence Day. Mm-hmm. If you think that the firework tradition comes from the national song, The Star-Spangled Banner, you would be incorrect. I mean, the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, that line, with that line, it really makes sense. But, you know, that's, that's not where it comes from. However, the famous poem by Francis Scott Key was actually a description of the Battle of Fort McHenry, and that was in the War of 1812, much later than the first yeah, use of fireworks for sure Independence you, Day. That might be flickering a light bulb back from something you learned in fourth grade, hopefully. But anyway, now we get into the flag. We Americans can get a little extreme, maybe some semi-extreme, about putting our flag on everything. I mean, I've heard from people from other countries say that Americans get the most extreme about, you know, putting their flag on everything, like the clothes, everything. Uh, some of the ways we display our flag are actually illegal or unlawful, as I am about to read. This is from Section 8 of Title 4 of U.S. Code, Respect for Flag. Uh, there are several parts that I'm not reading. I'm only reading the parts that might surprise you the most or apply to you. Uh, C. The flag should never be carried flat or horizontally, but always aloft and free. I find it interesting how this is done sometimes at football games, but the flag is so huge that there's really no other way to do it. Mm-hmm. There must be probably be some sort of exception for this though because it's that's being carried out by the military so that must be there must be some sort of exception for that right part d the flag should never be used as wearing apparel bedding or drapery it should never be festooned drawn back nor up in folds but always allowed to fall free bunting of blue white and red always arranged with the blue above the white in the middle and the red below should be used for covering a speaker's desk, draping the front of the platform, and for decoration in general. Uh, Part E. The flag should never be fastened, displayed, used, or stored in such a manner as to permit it to be easily torn, soiled, or damaged in any way. This includes wearing apparel, but also similar uses as well. Part G. The flag should never have placed upon it, nor on any part of it, nor attached to any mark, insignia, letter, word, figure, design, picture, or drawing of any nature. I've seen that one before. Uh, The flag should never be used for advertising purposes in any manner whatsoever. It should not be (laughs) embroidered on such articles as cushions or handkerchiefs and the like, printed or otherwise impressed on paper, napkins, Uh, Paper napkins, boxes, or anything that is designed for temporary use and discard. Advertising signs should not be fastened to a staff or halyard from which the flag is flown. I feel like I've seen napkins and paper plates with American flags printed up plenty of times. Breaking all sorts of laws. Well, maybe it's if, if it's like a complete American flag. Maybe if it's like just part of it or if it's not exactly the same. Maybe companies can get away with it. I don't know. But part J, no part of the flag should ever be used as a costume or athletic uniform. I'm almost positive I've seen that one violated. Oh, yeah. 
Like, it's the right shoulder. Never mind. Right shoulder. Uh, the flag represents a living country and is itself considered a living thing. Therefore, the lapel flag pin being a replica should be worn on the left repel- lapel. It's getting me again. Near the heart. Well, I don't know how highly this is enforced, but be careful out there, folks, celebrating with your flags. If you have any questions or comments about the information provided in this episode, please contact us at thehistoryof365 at gmail.com. Have a blessed day, and you've got to promise me something. Never stop learning.